In today's show, we look at Thursday in the NBA, what we're watching for, injury updates, streaming options. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball, on TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We've got six games on Thursday. We're going to look at those games, the injury updates, some streaming options, all of that stuff. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right. The first game is the Oklahoma City Thunder taking on the Philadelphia 76ers. We know the Thunder are going to be without Robinson Earl, Usman Jiang, and Alexei Pokashevsky. No other injuries really for either team. That's it. There's no one else hurt, which is great news. We'll see if anything else uh, crops up, but that's where we sit at the moment. For the Thunder, I want to watch the Oklahoma City mudflap Kenrich Williams because... Whether he starts or not, he's getting the same minutes every game, basically. 23, 24, 20, 24, 25, 24. And it's been enough to make him a top 100 player. So he's at least a stream option. Like, I don't feel massively confident with it. I don't feel you know too bad about missing out on him or adding him either way. But there's something there. But they can still start someone like um, Pig Williams. They can still start Mike Muscala. They started Eugene Amarui. The only guy that seems to not be in their plans whatsoever is Darius Baisley, who they've DMP'd four straight games, which you'd think with th- two other centers out that they'd give him an opportunity, but no, they're not. Um, so Kendrick Williams is an option. We also want to continue to watch the Bronco, Jalen Williams. Broncos country, let's ride. I want to see more consistency in his shooting. More consistency in his usage. At the moment, he's getting by as the random like six assist game or a three steal game or a three block game. And it's just these random little outbursts that are providing this really good value. I do think there's going to be a little bit of a drop as much as I do like him. And I think he's a really good player. I need to see a little bit more in terms of aggression, in terms of shooting consistency. Still 12-team league player, pretty obviously. But I'm a little bit concerned about you know, where it goes if we don't see those improvements. For the Sixers, we didn't get a real good look at a full-strength team last time against the Pistons. It was a joke of a game. I think this one will be more competitive. So what is D'Anthony Melton's role? 26 minutes of D'Anthony Melton off the bench is more than enough to be a 12-team league player. He's not going to blow us away. He's not going to be as good as he was where he's having that top 30 stretch at one point. He's not going to do that. But as a top 100, top 110 player, it is possible. Or they play him 20 minutes a night so they can play Nyang, uh, Nyang, no, Nyang, um, Shake Milton and Matisse Thibel 20 minutes a night. Because if they do that, then D'Anthony Melton's screwed. Like he's 20 minutes a night, he's screwed. I'd like to give it one to two more games, but I'd really want to focus in on what his playing time looks like. And of course, with Tyrese Maxey back and starting, we want to watch the Thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Is Harris going to get by on defensive stats? Is his usage going to be anywhere near 20? Because if he's like a 16, 17 usage player, it's very hard to consider him um, likely to continue his current ranking level. He's been doing it with some really good efficiency, really good defensive stats, but I'm a little worried about how much he actually touches the ball. 
So let's see that in action in a proper game with a full-strength lineup. The second game is the Hornets and the Raptors. At this point, we know that Oubre is out. Of course, we have no idea whether Gordon Hayward's out. Are they going to list him doubtful again for the fourth consecutive game and then rule him out? I wouldn't be shocked. Hamstring should be two weeks. It's at least a week, but we are past the week now, so I can't be 100% sure what they're going to do. I'll just expect that Haywood doesn't play, but we don't know. What I want to watch is Dennis Smith Jr., who played 24 minutes last game. He's been 23-20, 23-24 the last three games. Some of that is blowout. Some of that is LaMelo ball foul. But last game was the game, um, or the, the, the first game, really, where it wasn't the blowout stuff. It wasn't, or it was a little bit of a blowout, but it wasn't the blowout stuff. It wasn't foul trouble. They just gave him those minutes. That's enough for him to be streamable for steals. We know that he does that in high volume with a few assists thrown in there as well. Not a must-roster player, but at least a streamable option. I also want to watch um, Mark Williams. Oh, hi, Mark. Who really struggled last game against the Raptors. Minutes are down um, 14, 16, and 15 the last three games while Mason Plumlee plays over 30 minutes a game. We might think it's stupid, but it's what's happening. Can't argue with it. It is what is happening for the Hornets at the moment. So Williams is only a luxury stash, and he's not a 12-team league player outside of that. On the Raptors side of things, they are healthy, and that did not mean good things for Scott Barnes last game. His usage was under 10%. It was really suboptimal what he was doing. The assists were nice. The shooting's bad. Like, where does he fit in the usage pecking order? Where are they going to place him, use him? What's his value like on a full-strength team? And I also want to watch Gary Trent, who is on a really, really nice little run. Nice, Gary! He's going to impact your field goal percentage, but he's playing good minutes, hitting threes, scoring well, and getting steals. And that's what he does. Right? He's never going to be a rebound or assist player. He's never going to get to the line a ton usually. But his role and his usage, that probably ties into Barnes a little bit as well, is something we need to watch. The Celtics and the Nets. This is a back-to-back for Boston. And at this point, we don't know their resting plan. They haven't informed us of that. They've listed Rob Williams questionable for Wednesday and Marcus Smart questionable for Wednesday. I would have to expect that Smart's going to sit one of the games, that Williams is going to sit one of the games, and Horford's going to sit one of the games. But I don't know which one at this point. We know that Durant is out for the Nets. They did list Nick Claxton as probable with a shoulder issue. Don't think that'll be a problem, but it is there, so we need to pay attention to it. On the Celtics side of things, I want to watch the Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon minutes. What does it mean when big men are out, if Horf- if it's Horford or Williams? Can they both play 30 minutes? Are they going to just be directly in competition with each other for the rest of the season? And who wins out? It's probably White, but it hasn't been reliable or predictable at all this season. And they are still 12-team league options at the moment with these likely rests and the Celtics schedule. But as we move forward, they probably aren't on a full-strength team. For the Nets, well, the question's going to be, what happens without Durant? Do they start Seth Curry or do they start Tony Warren? I think it'll be Curry pushing O'Neal and Simmons to the three and the four, but it could easily be Warren. Again, I don't think it will be, but Warren is going to see a boost in minutes and usage. They both can be options for 12-team leagues. I'm not convinced that either of them are must. They're probably going to be back-end players, and there's going to be a lot of ups ups and downs in their production in these four or five weeks that Durant's going to be out. But it is going to be the first time we see them without Durant to get an idea of how that rotation um, potentially looks as we move forward. Today's episode is brought to you by Bilpa. Bilpa 
is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's a delicious treat that maybe you didn't even know you were looking for because these are treats. And you have them and you go, oh man, this is so good. It's unbelievable. What am I eating here? This must be a candy bar full of calories. No, no, no. It's a protein bar covered in 100% real chocolate, mind you, but high in protein and low in carbs, low in fat, low in sugar, and importantly, low in calories, like 130 calories in a bar. Such good flavors as well. Churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut almond. Unbelievable that they're able to make this stuff taste so good, but do it while having so few calories and so so little sugar in there. And now in, in the past, we used to say, go to built.com and go order your bars. You don't even have to do that anymore. You can just walk straight into Walmart, go down to their pharmacy section, and you'll find four bar boxes with a cookies and cream flavor, the double chocolate flavor, or coconut puff flavor. Even better, you can go to Sam's Club. There's one of those near you. They've got the 13 bar box in the churro flavor and in the brownie batter flavor. So you can still go to built.com, but now you can just walk into Walmart. You can walk into Sam's Club and you can get yourself a box of built bars. Built bar is built different. Bucks and heat. This is a back-to-back for Milwaukee as well. Is there a risk of Giannis and Drew Holiday sitting? Yes. Yes, there is. I don't know that they will, but there is. There's also a possibility that Middleton returns. I'm not going to put my money on it, but there is a possibility that Chris Middleton returns in this game. Now, since I started recording this show, Bam Adebayo has been upgraded to probable, but the man with no injury, nothing, no, no def, I'm not injured. What are you guys talking about? Ignore the wrapping on my knee. I'm 100% not injured. There's nothing wrong. Um, Tyler Hero, he's going to miss his second straight game with not an injury. Everyone has a hero. True. Zero people shouldn't have a hero. Kyle Lowry is also out. Double cheeked up. On a Thursday afternoon. Caleb Martin is also out. So we're going to get you know, that semi-strength team again. I don't believe that you drop Kyle Lowry. Fine with dropping Caleb Martin. Obviously, you don't drop Tyler Hero. But it's going to reduce... Well, it's a back-to-back for Milwaukee, so we don't really need to... We'll see what happens with their rotation. The Ingles factor is not going to be in play here because he's probably not going to be, be in. Ibaka uh, is going to be out as well for Milwaukee. Um... What I do want to watch is Victor Oladipo, who I think is established as a 12-team league guy at this point. I sort of want to watch Orlando Robinson, but the fact that Bam is likely to return gives me less interest there. Max Struess is going to be the other guy to pay attention to, and Gabe Vincent as well. Gabe Vincent does become a streamer now that Lowry is out, and Struess does too with Hero out. Both of those guys get opportunities to be stream options. Um, I would prefer Vincent probably over Struess because Vincent's going to get more assists, and Struess is just going to be more of a points and threes type streamer. The Mavs and the Lakers. Dallas are three-point favorites. Finney Smith is out. Um, They have ruled Josh Green out as well. Dwight Powell is officially questionable um, after hurting his hip last game. Anthony Davis is out. Austin Reeves is out. Lonnie Walker is out. Pat Beverly is questionable, not because of his hip injury, but because he has an illness now, and he didn't practice due to that illness. I want to watch Christian Wood because he continues just to be interesting. Blocks are good some games and percentages are good some games and then they're not. And then we play 35 minutes and we play 28 minutes. So where can we get an understanding of a consistent role? I don't, I don't think that we can. But let's see how the blocks continue to look. More importantly, can the free throws hover in the mid to high 70s? I, I doubt it, but maybe. These are the things we want to watch in terms of accurately valuing Wood. And with Green still out, I think we're going to get big, big Tim Hardaway Jr. minutes again. He's playing like 37 a night at the moment, and that volume pushes him into 12-team territory because it's enough to get you points and threes that you need, even when there's going to be a bad shooting night. And when there's a good shooting night, it really blows up. 
On the Lakers, again, the absences of Walker and Reeves and maybe Beverly really do push Dennis Schroeder into value territory because his minutes go way up as well. He's not going to be an assist guy or a big rebound player or necessarily always a good shooter. But his minutes have been 37, 40, 35, 38, 34 the last five games. Look, that is absolutely more than enough to be a 12-team streamer for points and threes. Understanding that when players trickle back like Reeves and Walker and even Troy Brown or Beverly plays, that he's probably going to be um, okay there. LeBron was or is questionable in this game. I didn't list him on here because I just don't think he's going to miss. He missed the game on Monday, which was not a back-to-back, but it was a, uh, a game against the Nuggets that they probably had no chance of winning. I think you'll be totally fine and ready to go here uh, in this game. But they will list him on the injury report, almost no doubt about that. The Cavs and the Blazers is the next game that we do want to take a look at. The last game of the day, the Cavs are one and a half point favorites here. Dean Wade will be out. Justice Winslow will be out. Nasir Little will be out. But ravishing Rick Rubio might be returning. Jarrett Allen also left last game due to an illness, so we need to pay attention to his um, status and playing time. If he is out, then guys like Levert, Lamar Stevens, Kevin Love all get boosts to become streamers. On the Cavs, of course, I do want to see Rubio if he plays. I think he's only going to play like 15 minutes, and I do not believe that he is a 12-team league player. I just don't. I don't. Maybe he gets there in five weeks. I still don't think he will, and it's probably going to take injuries to other players for him to get there and then for him to ramp up to get there. But getting him on the court and seeing how he looks is going to be interesting. I also want to watch Dracaris Levert. Dracaris. Who we know hurts percentages a lot, but if Allen misses, Okoro also ill. Can he play 30 minutes and just bludgeon his way there with enough usage and volume? I'm not sure that he can. He might be able to, but otherwise I don't believe that he's a 12-team league must roster player. On the Blazers, I want to watch Damian Lillard, who still is in a slump, shot 2 of 12 from 3 last game, which wasn't great. Um, He's still got significant room to improve than what he's done over the last couple of weeks, but I want to see that happen. And I also want to watch Anthony Simons, who still is struggling alongside Lillard. Usage down, assist rate is usually down. Efficiency doesn't seem to pick up. Where do we value Simons? Top 90? Top 70? Is it like, is there consistency or chemistry issues with Lillard? Or is it just showing up fantasy-wise? That's a key thing for us to watch. Because I don't... Maybe Blazers fans might chime in here. I'm not sure that that pairing has worked as well as they would have hoped it to. Today's episode is also brought to you by LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you've got to know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members that you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs will help you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond the resume data to using insights from your job post, your company, and their 870 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedonmba. That's linkedin.com slash lockedonmba to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Let's look at streaming players. The Thursday, Friday, there's only the Oklahoma City Thunder that have got that back-to-back. So, you know, Kenrich Williams, extra appeal for him in that situation. Um, Lou Dort, Jalen Williams, Mike Muscala. These are the options that, again, it's 
two games played for one ad. Maybe it is Pig Williams, who I don't really trust. But these are the guys that, that play two games. No one else does. If we're just streaming for Thursday, Dennis Schroeder at the top there, I think is worth looking at. Tony Warren, Royce O'Neal, Seth Curry, three Nets players, really high up your stream list. Grant Williams with the expectation that one of the bigs is going to be out and maybe smart as well. Um, Grayson Allen, it's always a riskier proposition, but if Middleton's out, maybe Drew rests, maybe Giannis rests, he might get you 14 points and three threes. Isaiah Joe, this is a deep cut, but his ability to have nine points and three threes with only six games on, he seems to be getting multiple threes every game. I'm not fully on board with it, but it's not a great streaming list for Thursday at this stage. And then Kevin Love, especially if Jared Allen is out, that would really, I think, boost Love's value to move up this list and be a better option than a lot of those guys. For deeper leagues, Isaiah Joe's at the top of the list. Gary Payton could be a stream. Blake Griffin, maybe. If Horford's out, maybe they play him 10 minutes. Sam Hauser probably gets some extra run as well. Well, this is for deeper formats, obviously. Um, Mark Williams is available in a lot of spots. He's a good deep league stream. Drew Eubanks, Mike Muscala, and Cody Martin as a pretty good deeper league guy who's getting 20 plus minutes already, uh, despite just returning from surgery. Points league streams, um, Schroeder, Jalen Williams, Derek White, Lou Dort. These are all available in over 40% of leagues. Tim Hardaway, <clears throat> Victor Oladipo, Tony Warren, and Jalen McDaniels. Just tons of options available to stream in for Thursday in a points league. If we look at the next four days, this is the rest of the week. And there is some interesting value here. Walker Kessler has two games. He needs to be rostered everywhere. He's still available in 40% of leagues. I don't More than 40. I don't know why. He needs to be rostered. He's got two games the rest of the week. Jalen Duren's still got two more games. Yes, he's currently dealing with an injury and he's out today. But I still think he's a must-roster player. I don't know that he's back for these two games, but he's still worth it. Dan Gafford's going to miss today's game. He's only got one game over the next four nights, but I would still add him, understanding that there's a chance he doesn't play that game. Kyle Anderson, two games over the next four nights. Top 100 value, I think, on a per-game basis here. And then Jalen Williams, three games over the next four nights. 12-team league guy, must-roster player, must-start player. Then we've got three guys who play three games in the next four nights that are worth adding just for that volume. We've got two Thunder guys there, Lou Dort and even Isaiah Joe, I think can be used. And Tim Hardaway Jr., of course, in Dallas. Three games in the next four nights. His volume, the minutes, the threes, the scoring, that is all useful enough to consider as an ad over the rest of this week. And that will do it for us today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.